0: sssseeeeqqqquuuueeellll Sequel, CAST Greetings from the humongous, the lord humongous, the warrior of the
1: wasteland,
0: I am gravely disappointed. Again, you have made me unleash my jokes of war. Look at what remains of your gallant scouts. Hello, and welcome to the sequel cast. The sequel cast is a show on Cascadia FM that talks about movies in a franchise one movie at a time. I am your host, Matt, and with me is Sabrina Miller. Hi! Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Last time we were talking about Mad Max One, so naturally this time we're talking about Mad Max Two, as it was known overseas, or in the United States it was known as The Road Warrior. But before we get into that, let's talk about some Facebook uh, feedback we got from last week's episode. Uh, Andrew said, "I love this show and I love Sabrina." Thank you, Andrew.
1: Thanks, Andrew
0: you have one over there to look at?
1: Um, I do. Uh, what was it? Kent? Yeah. Uh, said, great episode. Mad Max, fantastic new host. Um, Thank you very much. I miss them, uh, other guys a bit, but Sabrina did a great job. Thank you. I uh, recently watched Mad Max to entertain, uh, but I agree with what you'd said about it. Continue to entertain. And one more thing, Fist of the North Star. Isn't that based in a North inspired by the Max movies? It'd be cool if you talked a little bit about that. Do you know what that is? I have no clue. It,
0: so it's an anime, like a Japanese cartoon. Uh, called Fist of the North Star and it takes place in a barren desert wasteland and all the bad guys have mohawks and leather jackets and the main guy even looks kind of like an Asian version of Mad Max except he has the power uh, psychic powers to make people's heads explode
1: oh my god just like Darth Vader but he crushes them
0: it's the opposite of Darth Vader That's yeah so I guess awesome. instead of crushing heads he really? makes heads explode and you can watch I think all 150 something episodes on Hulu
1: Holy cow! From that
0: it's in Japanese with subtitles and so it has these crazy titles like the man of legend. He will make someone explode. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's pretty funny. Wow. So if you uh, live in the US and have Hulu.com, you can watch episodes of that, I think for free on there or most of them are free. Uh uh-huh. So that's would, would you rather that shrink that
1: somebody's head or make somebody's head explode if you had a superpower like that?
0: You know, I think I'd shrink their head because I'd hope they'd make their voice sound like they uh, just sucked off a helium balloon Oh, behind Squeaky, but maybe it wouldn't work that way. I don't know. You
1: know, I just, so like it's complete, we're just like going to go off on a tangent right now. Um, I saw the uh, X-Men first class. Oh, did you like it? I loved it. I really, really did. It was actually probably one of my favorite, it's like my favorite uh, uh, Mad Men movie. I'm not Madman. Mad Max. (laughs) Fucking uh, whatever. X Men. X Men. There's too many men. There is. Um, It was. I would. I would venture to say it's by far my favorite. Hmm. Um, And there was like one part where they like they put these helmets on, and um, Magneto. He wasn't really known as Magneto then, but he like uses his mind power. Yeah, he uses mind power and like sits there and like squishes their helmets (laughs) on their heads, and they're just like writhing in agony. It happens within the first probably I don't know twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, and uh, I was like, wow. I kind of want to do that
0: i really liked x-men first class i thought kevin bacon was great he is awesome and the weird thing about it is you have scenes where people are getting shot in the head point blank but there's no blood of course because it's Mm pg-13 and i i I don't think they'd ever do an r-rated x-men but i kind of wish they would or if they did another wolverine maybe make it a bit more bloody but yeah you got to get the kids to see the comic book uh, movies Mm -hmm. do you care about green lantern at all nope me neither. Ryan Reynolds looks like a douche. Ryan Reynolds is a douche. On the cover of Entertainment Weekly, it's an article "Why I Love Ryan Reynolds" by Ryan Reynolds, and it has a fake tattoo of him on his shoulder. Oh my god! It's it's awful.
1: obsessed about yourself much? Just <laughs> a
0: little bit. He's still crying over losing uh, what's her name from Lost in Translation. Oh, a lady that can't act.
1: Yeah, and
0: then she was an Iron Man to Scarlett Johansson.
1: I would be crying too if I lost Scarlett Johansson. Let me tell you. Yeah, she's a she's a hottie. Very much? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't swing that way, but I'm just saying. She's got it going on. More for the sausage than the
0: taco, as you said uh, earlier. Uh, yes, I do. Thank show. you, Matt.
1: I do prefer <laughs> the sausage over the taco. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, complete side note of all of those things. Let's get back to Mad Max 2.
0: Right. Speaking of sausage, Mad Max <laughs> 2, uh, also called the Road Warrior. Now, they called it the Road Warrior in the United States because the original Mad Max was an obscure, independent Australian release. That no one really saw too much. Mm-hmm. But Mad Max 2, I think uh, the year it came out in the U.S., I think was like 82, 83, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it made, it was like the number 31 movie in U.S. box office that year. So it's actually not too bad for still a fairly low budget movie. But right away, looking at The Road Warrior, it has a much bigger scope, I think, than Mad Max 1.
1: Oh, totally. There's so much more that goes on in this movie than the first one that it makes it an exciting movie to watch.
0: And it actually has a storyline you can follow.
1: Go figure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and there's new people and there's new characters and you sometimes know what their names are and other times you don't really need to know.
0: Right. I mean, even though this movie has dialogue, it could be a silent film without dialogue and you wouldn't lose anything with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of when I when I watch this, um, I noticed that aside from the intro, because so, and I think that we'll probably be getting into this later. But the uh-huh. introduction uh, is a narration, and it uses the, some
0: clips from the first one. It does, yeah. yeah. You lose,
1: use some clips from the first one, so you kind of understand what's going on. So you don't necessarily have to see Mad Max one in order to get the Road Warrior, mm-hmm. but um, it's helpful. But you don't necessarily need to see it. Um, as soon as that narration ends, I counted it was almost seven minutes seven to eight minutes that went by with absolutely no dialogue
0: and that's how sabrina watches movies she counts the seconds out loud no i mean i started like minutes no i mean they were like yeah they were like full minutes minutes.
1: well because i'm like sitting there and like i'm looking at the clock going why isn't anybody talking in this movie (laughs) i understand there's a little kid that doesn't talk but i thought i I thought there was like some dialogue you know Hmm. i was like oh wow because it was actually about 10 minutes but i like took three minutes off for the narration (laughs)
0: So before, you were mentioning uh, you had seen these mov- or some of these movies with your dad. Was this one that you first saw with your dad?
1: No, this one was actually one that I saw by myself. Oh. Um... I had way too many of my friends going, what? I can't believe you've never seen Rumor, <laughs> man. you got to watch it. It's called Classic. And so I was like, all right, fine. You know what? You guys are so insistent on me watching this thing. I'll watch it. And I rented it from uh, Blockbuster, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and uh, sat down with a hot dog. I remember I ate a hot dog <laughs> while watching this. I really don't know why. I normally don't remember those kind of things, but uh, a hot dog and some tater tots. And I um, sat down and watched it and was like, wow, this is really kind of cool. I think when you buy
0: Mad Max on DVD, it comes with a hot dog and some tater tots.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it probably does. If you can it's find a, a place pack. to purchase it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw it with my dad. We rented it on videotape and he's like, oh, we need to see this. You need to watch Mad Max. And my dad called the movie Mad Max, but it's not called Mad Max. It's called The Road Warrior. Uh-huh. And, but everyone just calls it Mad Max and people say, I love Mad Max. I'm pretty sure this is the movie they're talking about. I, you
1: know, honestly, I would hope that this is the movie yeah. that they're talking about. I thought the first one was, it wasn't like so bad, but it's just like, once you watch the two, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing what we're doing, you know, we're like watching them once a week yeah, um, and having that close or having that freshness in your mind of the first one, oh my God, this is so much better. This sure. is so much better. It's not like, hey, you see it, you know, one year and then, oh, like three years later you see Road Warrior. It's, you know, we're watching them pretty much in succession here. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely a much, much better movie.
0: And you look on the Wikipedia page for Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, and there's a picture there of the Australian movie poster.
1: Oh, yes. Which
0: is very funny. It kind of shows half of the body of Lord Humongous and half of Mad Max's body and a car in the middle. And it says, just one man can make a
1: difference. Oh, All right. got going to see if I can do this. Okay. Just one man can make a difference. Okay, it's not the right effect that I wanted. Oh, I got to turn it down.
0: Okay, so sorry. That was like not the right effect <laughs> that I wanted
1: on that at all. Uh I was yeah, but uh I can see the big booming voice. I mean, that poster almost looks like a
0: broke back mountain 2 or something.
1: This poster looks fake.
0: It does look fake, but it's not. Like they really had in the 80s you had a lot of homoeroticism whether intended or not with a lot of action heroes like Schwarzenegger or Bruce Willis with their shirts off all oiled up in every scene. Mm-hmm. And also with any of the WWF wrestlers at the time, Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any professional wrestlers in Mad Max, but certainly you could throw one of them in there. Oh, yeah, it totally. It would feel out of place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, looking at this poster and it's like, well, um, I, I'm sure that we'll talk about Humongous in, in, in a few, but, I mean, he's, he's pretty fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a
0: big fellow. For yeah. a big
1: fellow, and then I'm kind of like, well, your hair looks really weird, and I'm sure you're really weird and grotesque under that mask. But, and then there's like the picture of Mad Max, like his arm is just like, I'm sorry, but he does not have that bicep.
0: No, not at this point. I mean, Mel Gibson is pretty skinny. Yeah. Lanky. Uh huh. I mean, he, he's always a tall guy, but he didn't pack on the muscle until no. *Lethal Weapon* or some of that other stuff. And even then, he's never been super buff.
1: No, he's just been like getting more and more barrel chested. Yeah no but this is just like uh-uh there is no way in hell that that mel gibson has this bicep i would notice i would know and he doesn't anyway
0: sabrina has a uh, bicep notebook she keeps by her I when do. she watches a movie and shut up matt
1: and who else
0: uh has biceps that you notice because mel gibson doesn't really have notable biceps i know uh, what's, what's a modern star that has biceps where you're like oh my goodness those are biceps jason statham jason statham yeah oh yeah Jason, you saw the Expendables?
1: Excuse me for a second. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, Expendables. Uh, I fell in love with them with the Transporter, actually. And I'd never oh, okay. even seen, like, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And the other... Um Oh, uh, Snatch? Is he Snatch, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I saw like bits and pieces of that, and I don't think he was in it all that much, but um, I didn't really pay attention to those two. It was actually um, Transporter that I just kind of was like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, Jason Statham is pretty subtle. And um, in the next week's episode, when we talk about Mad Max uh, 3 Beyond Thunderdome, We'll talk about who they're going to have replacing Mel Gibson in the new Mad Max movie. It's not Jason Statham, but he he do a good job as a new Mad Max. Okay, well, good. I'm glad we're going to talk about that
1: because it's just like, well, I kind of want to go in that line of questioning now, but we'll save it.
0: We'll save it. Table it for next week. Sweet. So you were mentioning some... I figure... Let's talk about the characters before going into the plot because even though we go on tangents here in the sequel cast... Go figure. Yeah. Tangents on a movie show. Um, The characters are a good place to start because... Any movie can have a nice plot, but it's usually the characters that stick out with people, with the mm-hmm. cool movies. You're like, oh, that guy was so cool, or oh, this scene was so neat. So Mel Gibson as Mad Max is the same actor, but he's not quite as baby-faced as no, in the original. No, he's not.
1: Mm-hmm. You're right. He's got a lot more um, grime and dirt mm-hmm. and sweat and facial hair yeah, on him than he did in the first one. He looks a little bit more uh, tattered. Everyone looks a bit more tattered in this one. Mm-hmm. And even
0: though I don't think any of the bad guys in this one look as cool as Toe Cutter did in the first one, they still have a very distinctive look. I found the uh, Australian accents in this a little bit more difficult to understand.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, w- I did, too. In the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, too. I thought, Um, I don't... Okay, so I have a problem with the characters. I'll mm-hmm. just say that right off the bat. Obviously, we all know who Max is. Yep. And we all know at one point who Lord Humongous is. Lord Humongous has kind of like a gimp mask. He doesn't wear a shirt.
0: He's kind of wearing these, like, leather suspenders or something.
1: Yeah. He's very much like a Jason, a la Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Friday the yeah. 13th kind of thing. Um, So, but I didn't... Okay, I'm weird with characters. I'm weird with character names. Nine times out of ten, I can usually remember the character name over the actor. See, I'm the other way, I'm the other way
0: around. I think of the actor's name and, oh, Mel Gibson did this. Oh, wait, his name was Max... Uh, I don't know what his last name is. Mm.
1: Um, Yeah, he didn't... I don't... Uh, rock, rock, hands, rock, rock, Tukanski or something like that. They
0: only say that in the credits, but they never say... Yeah,
1: and they never say it. So it's just movies. like, ah, oh, it's just Max. He doesn't yeah. need to have a last name. But my thing is that I, I honestly I had a problem with the characters, but just... It was knowing who the characters' names were. And I was talking mm. to a friend about it, and he's like, oh, well, you know, this guy, the guy with the pink mohawk, was this guy, and this guy... So I'm sure it's just like a me thing, and it's not as in general... Um, I just had a little bit of a difficult time knowing like who the, what the characters' names were, and honestly, I don't really care.
0: Right. Well, they don't save the characters' names in this movie a lot. It's yeah. not like you walk into Transformers and every other line is, Optimus, we must do this, Optimus, Sam, go and pick Bumblebee. Your nose.
1: Come here, Bumblebee.
0: Yeah. Of course, in Transformers, they save the names as much as possible, so the kids remember them when they go to the uh, Target with their moms and buy the action figures. Exactly. I wonder, do you think they were action figures of Mad Max at the
1: time? That is a very good question, and one that I will have an answer for you on next week.
0: Because Mad Max does seem like it could be a cartoon series, and they never had one in the 80s.
1: I would purchase a Mad Max action figure in a heartbeat.
0: Of Mad Max or Lord Humongous? Both. Both. With cars. Jason Statham as Lord Humongous.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty cool. No, but I mean,. like, the the Captain Gyro or whatever? Mm-hmm. I didn't really know that that's what they decided to call him, and I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. about they never like, say his name in They the never film. say his name, but I know that's just, like, what he ended up with was, like, Gyro Captain or something like mm-hmm. that because of the helicopter thing. Um, but it, you, I think because of the language and because of the dialect, it was definitely harder to understand. So even if they did say the character's names a lot or even, like, twice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it may have been a little bit harder to understand. Sure. Yeah. And
0: uh, I think Bruce Spence does a good job as the uh, gyro captain. Mm -hmm. He's been in a lot of other movies. Like, um, he was in a deleted scene from Lord of the Rings Return of the King. He was the train man in The Matrix 3 called Matrix Revolutions. He always looks really grizzled. He has messed up teeth. He has a messed up face, uh, kind of like Steve Buscemi. Mm -hmm. But he's just... In this movie, he wears, like, bunny slippers. I know. This guy is awesome.
1: <laughs> I knew the second that I saw him, I'm like, oh, I hope he sticks around.
0: Yeah. And even though he's not a main character, he's very shifty. You don't know whether to trust him or not. Mm-hmm. And he comes back in the third one, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, he does? Briefly, yeah. Sweet.
1: It's been forever since I've seen that one, too, so I'm happy about that.
0: Tina Turner Turner's in that one, too. But uh, you don't really have star power, even at this point with the second in the series, Mad Max Road Warrior, besides Mel Gibson, because at this point... Mel Gibson was mainly like Russell Crowe is today acting in these historical movies. Mm hmm. So he hadn't quite broken through. It wasn't even until after Mad Max uh, 3 that Lethal Weapon 1 happened. Mm hmm. So.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It was the start of his ascent rising to a star.
1: Uh, yeah. And no. now
0: he's kind of on the decline, I guess.
1: He's been on the decline for a while. I think we When just- you star
0: in a movie called The Beaver, what more can you say? <laughs> Mel Gibson is in a movie called The Beaver. Oh, have you heard about
1: that? Wait, I thought it was called Walter.
0: No, it's called The Beaver. Yeah. And it's he's about a man that's going through a midlife crisis. And so...
1: Oh, the he, puppet's name is Walter. Maybe. No, I have haven't a, seen the oh, movie. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I thought has, it was... He has yeah, a puppet that's a beaver. The beaver. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I see. the for that. And the beaver the speaks with
0: a British accent. It's his... Yeah. He has conversations with it.
1: Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm looking up uh, Bruce Spence right now because he looked yeah. really familiar when mm-hmm. I saw him um, in the movie, and just kind of looking at, uh looking him he's up. He's usually bit.
0: under two pounds of makeup in every movie. He's yeah. Made, so
1: he did a voice for Finding Nemo. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. He
0: was in a uh, TV show called Legend of the Seeker, kind of as like a Gandalf the wizard kind of part. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a. Mo- it was produced by the same people that did Xena Warrior Princess. And uh, it was an okay show. It lasted for two seasons, but that's something a little bit more recent. Yeah. Uh, And that's on Netflix instantly, I believe.
1: I really, 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 really wanted to give him a toothbrush.
0: Oh yeah, what a nasty yellow teeth. Oh you God. can almost smell his breath. I
1: know. It was like, and then he's like <laughs> kissing that girl and it's just Ugh. like, Oh God, dude, I can smell <laughs> you from here. That was good. I would have to say that, you know, as far as characters go and as far as like the um the disgustingness of them, I mean it wasn't even the guy, um Wes, I think it was his name, the guy with the red mohawk. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't even him that completely like grossed me out. It was it was the gyro dude. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I can smell you from here. Your clothes are fantastic. You've got character. You've got personality. We can't really tell if you're good or bad, but we assume that you're going to be loyal to Max, and lo and behold, you come through in spades quite a few times. Definitely. It wasn't just like, hey, he's the hero once. It wasn't he's the hero twice. I think it was three times.
0: And that's one of the great things about the character of Mad Max is like Indiana Jones. He gets beat up a lot. He gets punched in the face. Mm-hmm. He gets severely injured. He's not like Superman or something where he just kicks ass every single time. And mm-hmm. there's no... You don't feel threatened like, oh, this guy might die or, oh, he might lose an arm or lose a leg. Yeah. Lose an eye, whatever.
1: Exactly. So who are your favorite um, your favorite villains? Because uh, so, uh, we're still talking about characters here uh-huh. from the villainous side. I mean, from the Lord Humongous side. Like, who, do you, who, who stands out in your mind? I really like
0: the uh, guy that's the toady. He's this, like, fat guy... And he's on a megaphone and he says, here's Lord Humongous, he's going to oh, say yeah. things. <laughs> he's taught in a lot of scenes. But uh, yeah, the feral kid, uh, this kid with long hair and never speaks in the movie, he has a boomerang and he's in the middle of, of talking up, saying Lord Humongous is going to kick your ass, just uh, leave your oil refinery to give him up and we won't hurt you. He tosses a boomerang and chops this guy's fingers off. And the reaction of the bad guys around the Toadie is they all laugh at him.
1: Yeah. Well his, I mean that that's what that was kinda gross. It shows yeah. the actual boomerang cutting this dude's fingers off. It does. And and then it's just kinda like, oh, and then you don't really see him again until the end of that scene, kinda grabbing his hand a little bit and mm-hmm. I think him walking away. Um he was pretty cool, yeah.
0: He's not a big character, but I mean uh-huh. I think that was a memorable scene. And I like how Lord Humongous looks. It's a bit like Jason or Darth Vader, all that stuff. Oh in there. So
1: Okay. Um, what about
0: you? What's the bad guy that stood out for you? Because we kind of got, you know, like Lord Humongous, and then Wes is second in command, the guy with the Mohawk. Those are kind of the main bad guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, honestly, I liked Wes um, because he was just crazy enough, and I think that it... From watching the first Mad Max in the, in the first probably 20 minutes of that where those two, the, the guy and the girl are driving the car and they're being chased by mm-hmm. the Interceptor, um, like the behavior of that before... Max comes in and the guy just loses I'm talking about the first one so he just totally Loses his shit and he's just like oh my god And he starts weeping number one I thought that was hilarious and I didn't mention that last week Mm -hmm. that he was just like So cracked out (laughs) and I Like the fact that they still brought that Personality or those little bits of personality Over into another character in the Second film um, with Wes Because I think he was just totally like what What are you on because you were so... Nye-nye-nye. Well, they're just
0: so high intensity. It's like they drank three cans of Red Bull I know. before every scene. But exactly. you didn't have Red Bull back then. I don't no. know. It would have just been coffee or <laughs> cocaine. I don't know. Yeah, that's what set. I'm thinking. It's
1: like maybe a little <laughs> bit of Coke, some <laughs> meth. I Who knows? Yeah. Um. But I really appreciated uh, the way that he did that because it wasn't like so creepy where I'm just like turned off by it. Mm-hmm. It was just the right amount of shock value even for the time in what 81 Mm -hmm. it was just enough time for the uh the oh my gosh you were creepy you were freaky yeah (laughs) just kind of gives you the willies just a little bit you know so i liked him i thought and honestly i thought um out of all of these characters and we'll get also into like the village people um
0: (laughs) or the villagers
1: you have the cop the
0: indian the firefighter
1: yeah they're ymca and in the oil refinery um i really really appreciated the costumes i'm a huge costume person i'm a huge wardrobe person for those of you that don't know me and so i have a very very high appreciation for um for costumes and for looking at things and i have to say that lord humongous kudos to you buddy you pulled off that freaking thing up your butt the whole time (laughs) or that other guy when was the other guy Oh, crap. It was the other guy. Maybe it was Wes, actually. He had, like, a leather chapless, like, assless thong thing, and he was, like, tumbling all around, and it's just like, oh, look, there's his butt.
0: I could have been. Yeah, you do see a lot of... You see a
1: lot of ass. A lot of
0: ass in the movie, and you do get, you know, nude, a female nudity again with another rape scene, kind yeah. of like in the first one. And that seems kind of gratuitous, but it does a good job of getting across of these guys aren't very nice. Right. Because otherwise, they would just be going up to the villagers and threatening them. Mm-hmm. And talking shit, but they're like, hey, there's a man and a woman. They're not protecting themselves. Oh, we're going to rape the woman and really injure the guy and kind of have him watch while we have our way with her. Mm-hmm. It's really creepy and adds oh, yeah. to the. I mean, that's probably the only reason this is rated R because, frankly, this in Mad Max 1 could have been PG 13.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably could have, actually. I don't think that there was too much, like. Um
0: the fingers going off, maybe a little bit of yeah, blood, but the it's arrow not... arrow
1: getting the guy in the groin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like little things like that, but I don't think that's anything that you'd really consider to be rated R.
0: Not nowadays, maybe. But yeah. back then, you know, you didn't have a PG-13 rating. You just had PG oh, I and know. you had R. Yeah, that's true. But back then you could show uh, titties in a PG-rated movie. Mm-hmm. Like the comedy Airplane was PG and that had a topless scene. You're
1: right. So it was a different time. Why the hell did my parents let me watch PG-13 movies until I was 13? They're stupid. I don't know. I'm sorry. I was like, I have like a huge grudge against that, you know, uh-huh. the fact that of course when my brother was, you know, like eight, he was al- allowed to watch PG thirteen movies, and I wasn't until I was thirteen.
0: Well, my uh, mom and dad took me to the theater to see Conan the Barbarian when I was like five or six years old, and they cut off the mother's head, mm-hmm. and my sister ran out of the theater screaming. Oh God! I remember that the rest of my life. And my dad didn't take me home. He's like, Nope, we're gonna watch this movie, because he knew Conan the Barbarian from the comic books when he was in the Marines. Oh, so wow. Okay. But back to uh, Mad (laughs) Max. Uh, Like you said, we got some villagers. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, it's a very loose, like, camp that's based around an oil refinery. And these are the good guys, I guess you'd say. So you got their leader called Papagallo, played by Michael Preston. He has a large nose. He (laughs) he seems very noble. There's not a lot to him, but he looks like the leader of a village. Mm Mm-hmm. He's the Sam Adams in the Mad Max world. <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed, okay. I can see that. Yeah.
0: Did he stick out to you?
1: <laughs> <Or> <laughs> yes, he did. Um Yeah, no. I thought he was I thought he was really great. Um I really wanted to uh ruffle his hair <laughs> cuz he had really really awesome feathered hair. And um you know, he he seemed to be fairly passive aggressive for being a leader.
0: Yeah. Um, well, because Mad Max is such a badass. You have this guy with the leather jacket being an asshole. We'll get into that in a minute. But mm-hmm. Mad Max isn't a nice guy. He just wants to get his business done and get out of there.
1: Yeah, exactly. He just wants to get... I mean, then that's like part of the whole thing that we'll get into with the plot here in a few that I've just made an arrangement. I've made a contract. I've made a verbal arrangement yep. with this guy over here. And, you know, the other guy wants to, to change it and say, hey, drive this this truck, the drive the tanker. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, I just want to get my shit and leave. And so I think... Um, I think uh, uh, f- starts you fri- like feeling a little bit more humbled.
0: Yeah. Because definitely. there's this
1: other guy that's here that is like bigger and stronger and more badass than he is. Right. And and he like Max actually punches him at a couple times. You know, like once I think just once. I, th- I think just once. Yeah, and, uh, I think just
0: once. And with the original Mad Max, we were talking about last week how the uh the character of Mad Max's wife, girlfriend, that wasn't too clear, wasn't mm-hmm. a very strong character, but in this one you have Virginia Hay. She was just credited as warrior woman she has these big white shoulder pads has like a crossbow or mm-hmm. is it just a bow and arrow is it a crossbow i don't I remember think it
1: was a i think it was just a bow and arrow okay. at that one yeah but
0: she's pretty cool i mean she doesn't have a lot to do but it's certainly a more active female role mm-hmm. than uh what you had from the the wife in the first one
1: yeah well and i i liked it because as far as like the females are concerned it wasn't just it wasn't just her um it was also the other the other blonde chick with the ponytail that was like sitting up high on her head. That's right. Um, that the other guy, Bruce uh, <laughs> Spence, Captain mm-hmm. Gyro, was like wanting to like whisk away. And That's right. He's her. hitting on her the whole time. yeah. He's hitting on her the whole time and like smiling and I'm just like oh god, lady, run. And he has like hot dog and tater dot breath. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> um, so I thought I liked the fact that there were a couple females and then there was actually a third one too. It was, um, one of the ladies when they had said, uh, she was kind of an older lady. My best guess is probably like late forties, early fifties. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, 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 we have to stay. We have to stay or we have to leave. She was like on one side or the other. So there were three actually that I remember, um, pretty distinctly within, within the movie, three women characters. And granted, I don't know clue what their names are. I know what they look like. One had crimped hair, one had blonde hair on top of her head and the other one was an older lady. That's how specific I'm going to get with you on the character. Fair enough. We've talked about men and women,
0: uh, different characters in Mad Max. Sorry, the Road Warrior, also Mm -hmm. known as Mad Max 2. So let's talk about the storyline a bit. This is really the movie that sets up in the beginning black and white footage of the first movie and some stock footage with narration talking about some sort of nuclear war went on. It isn't clear if it happened after the first movie, but I would guess it did.
1: I would assume that it did as well. Because
0: it doesn't go like 10 years later. Mad Max is wandering the desert.
1: And if you lo- if you really look at the imagery as the narration at the top is going on, um, my best guess is is that it's like anywhere between like the 30s and the 60s. Mm. I mean, it's like right within that time period of, you know, because I, again, I'm like a wardrobe nerd. So I, I can recognize like, hey, no, this is like the time period of the 30s with this, with what this guy is wearing. And even if it's just really, really quick clipped shots that are strewn together, mm-hmm. I can usually get a sense of... What the time period is. So it looks like they skipped over like, I don't know, like 1910 to like 1950 or something like that. It was weird. Yeah. And in this movie, you know, all the
0: cars are kind of cobbled together a combination of other cars. Mm -hmm. They don't look as much as straight up cars as the stuff in Mad Max 1 did. Yeah. But you still have really clever paint jobs and they still look really cool.
1: Right. But you have, you lose a sense of the time period. Mm -hmm. You really do. I mean, with the first one, it's easy enough because obviously, well, she's got like this huge mop on top. And, you know, the the wife or whatever, and she's playing this. Side. I mean, it was just very 80s, you know, just had this like this very like late 70s, early 80s feel to me throughout the whole thing. I mean, the little kid, like the way that mm-hmm. the laundry was, I mean, it just all of these little things just kind of reminded me of, okay, well, this is set in this time period and maybe what I'm watching now, but this is like where it was supposed to be. This one, pfft, no, no concept of when this is supposed to take place. Yeah. And
0: that helps make the movie feel sort of timeless in spite of the hairstyles. Mm hmm and uh, how the characters look in general mm-hmm. so, I mean the main beginning to this movie is Mad Max is wandering around and he sees a snake and he's kind of he's reaching for the snake and from behind him out of the sand jumps the uh, gyro captain played mm-hmm. by Bruce Spence and it's a really silly scene because I don't even think the gyro captain has a knife or if he does it's not a very big knife he doesn't even appear that threatening Mm-mm. but he starts making demands right away And uh, Mad Max acts pretty badass, and Mad Max has a car, and the state being what it is, he needs gas. Gas is very rare, and uh, the gyro captain tells him he can go to a place where there's an oil refinery and get gas from there. Mm -hmm. And so they travel together.
1: Well, he threatens him and then they travel together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a tiny detail.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, but I mean, that's, I think it's a tiny detail at the time, but it almost serves like for the rest of the story and the relationship between Max and Captain Gyro that he's almost like threatening him at every level of the story. It's like he's got him chained. Um, (laughs) He's sitting there eating the can of dog food. And then, you know, there's that whole scene too. Um, Kind of at the beginning, it felt like to me within, with the dog food? Wait, no, maybe it wasn't because they'd already gotten the tanker at that time, didn't they? No, no, it was near the beginning because Mad Max
0: and the gyro captain are camped out on a hill just watching this refinery. Because mm, yeah. they see some of Lord Humongous' dudes go in front of the refinery, yeah, which so, is also yeah. a village for the, the good guy people.
1: Yeah, about first half of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that kind of that initial meeting with them sets up their relationship throughout the rest of the movie pretty well. And nothing sets up desperation
0: in a war-torn future than eating dog food straight from the can. Oh, I know. Have you ever had dog food?
1: Uh, no. And after really watching that, I don't think I'd ever eat it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hot dogs and tater tots aren't that close to dog food.
1: Oh, shut up, Matt.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I've never had dog food. My dad had a story of he would eat dog <laughs> biscuits by accident.
1: Oh, my grandfather would. Oh, yeah? Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> 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 we had a dog and then we got those little those stupid little snossages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he Keep them in his pocket for Farnell. the dog. And... <laughs> He like oh he was old and he yeah. didn't realize that he had them in his pocket at times. And so he'd reach down and he looks at it and he's like, Oh, what's this? And he'd just start eating it, and it's like Ugh. Grandpa, you just <laughs> ate a sausage <laughs> It was cheese flavored too. Hope you liked it. Ugh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so
0: while well, um Mel Gibson in Mad Max is not a cheese flavored sausage <laughs>
1: <laughs> He is now. Um <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I totally lost
0: my train of thought thinking about cheese-flavored sausages. I know, right? I'm way too excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you see a little bit of Lord Humongous, and you see the villagers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lord Humongous and his guys, uh, what is it? A uh, couple is trying to escape on their car. or They're driving out from the car from the oil refinery, and the bad guys are intercepting them. And Mad Max decides to try and help them. But this is after they watch a woman get raped. hmm so why do you think Mad Max helps him?
1: I think because he just realizes that, oh, it's an oil refinery. I'm going to steal their gas. And so I think, I mean, I think that was like the, the, yeah, the, yeah, just do me for the gas. And that was one thing that kind of confused me a little bit because um, within the first half of it, there was a couple of scenes that took place in the dark uh-huh. um, that it was really hard for me to make out what it, what was going on. Um, when well, the movie on DVD looks so dark and grimy and
0: grainy anyway, Yeah, it's difficult to see what's going on even in broad daylight sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a couple scenes with that, but I don't, I was actually kind of confused as to who was in control of this oil refinery, like who who's yeah. guarding it, because I, I thought it was like Lord humongous's people, and then I was like, no, they're like swarming this place, but nobody's going in or out, so like that whole introduction of who's who and who's doing what with this... Um, it honestly it confused me a little bit until it's like, oh no, look, that's where your wardrobe comes in handy. The villagey people are in white and they're in flowy garb, and yeah. you know everybody else is in leather and you know feathers. So I mean, definitely f- kudos to the costume designer on this one because
0: I'd like to think the bad guys have some sort of like mafia arrangement with the good guys, and they say, okay, you pay us a thousand uh, barrels of oil every month, and we won't kill your people. Mm-hmm. You got to stay within this boundary. Yeah, I so mean
1: that would
0: be great that'd be cool. Like they don't set it up very well, but it's enough where you understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like you said, clearly, the good guys wear white, the bad guys wear black mm-hmm. And um, you know, if this one was an American movie, the good guys would be American, and the bad guys would be British or German. Mm-hmm. but both of these guys have Australian accents, but even the bad guys sound a bit more weathered. uh-huh, you have a dark, crimey voice, right.
1: And the other thing, too, I mean, so so basically, like, Max is, like, kind of scoping out this this oil refinery. And then I think he just realizes, hey, if I'm going to get any of this gas, I need to not necessarily make friends, but I need to be able to help them out in some way. And I think after definitely seeing the rape of one of their own and, uh-huh. you know, because he, he brought the guy and he brought the, the other, like, the husband or whatever it was that was, you know, he brought that guy in. Well, the deal is he brings that guy to the uh, to the village
0: and in return they'll give him give him gas. Yeah. And that's all the deal is in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But and then what happens after that?
1: Well, and then after that, so he he does. He eventually finds this tanker that can haul out the, you know, can haul out the gas. Right. I don't remember, actually. That I mean, well, their, he, their, their the original Mad, deal was, it was done. It was set.
0: What happens, though, is he brings the injured guy in, and the villagers are very distrusting of Mad Max, because as soon as he brings the injured villager, he dies almost on the spot.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so they
0: said, well, we don't, we can't take this guy's word. But he said all this crap. He's dead. Mm-hmm. So you need to do a favor for us. You need to take your car and drive it out to this uh, empty. Uh, what was it tanker truck? Mm-hmm. And drive it back to our village so we can use it to transport a bunch of gasoline. Mm-hmm. And in exchange for that, you'll get gas. And Mad Max and the gyro captain team up and do that. And his dog. And his dog. We need to talk and, about and, the right. Dog. It's a different dog this time yes. around. In the first one, they had a dog that uh, got killed. That was like a Australian sheepdog or some mangy looking mm-hmm. thing but this one is an Australian cattle dog mm-hmm. and it looks a bit like a husky I think it's more macho
1: Yeah it's way more macho mm-hmm. I want to say it was it's kind of like a like a blue heeler Australian cattle dog kind of Sounds about right Yeah I mean very um, very well built for the dog very well uh, kind of scary at times actually Sure and just with the snarls and the especially with Captain Gyro cuz they didn't really get along Um <laughs> They didn't get along at all but yeah I mean it was, it was it's kind of cool it's like oh Max almost has his own sidekick with the dog.
0: Indeed yeah. You he, know, he doesn't I, talk to the dog. No. But they have a they know each other.
1: They have a mutual understanding. Mutual understanding. They have a mutual like communication and the dog knows what it needs to do and when it needs to get back and when it needs to help. Um so I thought that was kind of cool but um so yeah so the Max so Max and the dog they they try to you know get this uh this thing rolling by Enlisting, and I didn't even really, really enlist the help of the captain of Gyro. He just kind of they
0: just kind of use him because he has a gyro cap uh, copter, yeah, a they helicopter just thing, him around, right? Quick transport. Mm-hmm. So after all that, Mad Max gets all the gas he can carry in his car, and meanwhile, the villagers are intending to use this uh, tanker truck to transport the shitload to get ga- as much gasoline as they can from the refinery, and load up all their people in cars and. Uh, go to the villagers believe in a sort of sacred place. I don't remember the name, but it's like a beachside property. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like their little paradise they're trying to get to. Yeah. Because there's a crazy old man that has a, a, a postcard.
1: Yeah, he's got like a series of postcards and like two of them had a naked lady on them. They're um, expecting
0: naked ladies at the beach too. I mean, I,
1: Apparently they're they're there. I don't really know. Yeah. And yeah. So like Lord Humongous comes in and he's a, like threatens the village people and says, "You guys must leave, or else we're gonna come in after you." Kind of thing. Like we need, we need to have, we need to have control over this. So, it's an interesting turn of events as far as how they try to make it. I don't know. They try to like slam down humongous with it, and then they then he ends up coming back anyway.
0: Right, but then Mad Max he transports the uh, tanker truck to them, and he gets as much gas as he can carry, and he just goes with his dog and says, "Fuck you! I did my end of the bargain." I'm going to drive off by myself, but this mm-hmm. is, he gets ambushed by a lot of Lord Humongous's men. And in particular, he gets ambushed by, uh, Wes. Mm-hmm. And he really, this is sort of like in the first movie where Mad Max got his leg run over by a car, but in this one, they shoot his dog, killing it. They blow up his car, but well, he has his car rigged to self-destruct.
1: I was wondering, cause there was a couple of times where he was like futzing with a, uh, There's a little red button underneath. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kill switch. Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know it until I set it off and it started going. Psh- That's pretty cool, though. Like, oh, he's like killing his car, dude. Yeah. That's, I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. So, but somehow
0: he survives all that, crawls back to the village. He's really injured, and the villagers are about to leave with the tanker truck and all their random other cars they have to transport the people too, as well as the oil. And Mad Max kind of says, "Oh, I mean, well, fuck it! I'm gonna go drive the truck. I know the terrain. I, I'm a good driver. I have my license." Not expired. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the whole climax of the movie is a real. Well, before that, uh, what do you think of the kid? You I was this, just going to say, yeah, let's talk about the feral kid. Feral kid, long hair, uh, nasty, nasty teeth.
1: He was really odd looking, incredibly odd looking. Um, yeah. I didn't know that he was. Uh, he looked like a little, like a cross between a person and a monkey. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of reading up on him here. He was he, I mean, he's Australian and he hasn't really done a whole lot since But it's a boy,
0: right? It's not like they have a girl playing the boy.
1: No, it's um Emile is the name.
0: I was asking if the character was a boy. Oh, the character uh, I'm sorry if the actor was a man playing a man. Sometimes they have little girls play boy parts. Right.
1: Um Nope. it's a boy. Okay. Yep.
0: Emile's a name that could go either way, but mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so he was 8 years old when he did this and um I I didn't know what to think about him at first because it's like, well, okay, what is wrong with this kid? Is he like taken some of Wes's crack or something? Because he needs to calm down. I mean, there's like times where it's just like, wow, kid, seriously, where's your Ritalin?
0: I think he was eating hot dogs and tater tots and snorting cocaine <laughs> off the craft services the whole time.
1: <laughs> he probably was.
0: <laughs> so, but the, the great thing about the kid is he growls like he just uh, demonstrated. He Thanks. never, he never talks. Nope. And had he talked and this is an issue that crops up a lot in Mad Max uh, 3 it would have been very annoying mm-hmm. like gee,
1: max I like your car you're so cool Yeah Can come, I come with you? Can I come with you Max? Ha ha, can I? Can I? Can I? Shut the fuck up, kid. Come on,
0: please. If I if I go with you, I'll, I'll carry all the uh all the cocaine I can hold in my
1: pockets. <laughs> I'll be a cocaine mule. Come on, Max. <laughs> No, I don't say. No, I'm really glad that he didn't speak because, I mean, I thought he was like just annoying enough with the growling mm-hmm. um, and almost like the instant, um, the instant personality change was almost scary enough for me to really be thankful that he didn't talk.
0: Right. That's you know a, what I mean? That's an excellent point. I also think, in some ways, thematically, it's a, a continuation of in the first film, Mad Max had a baby that may or might not have been his. Mm -hmm. In this one, he doesn't have a baby, but he has a sort of surrogate son, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, in this one, the kid doesn't get run over or anything. No. Why do you have a kid in, like, an R-rated action movie as kind of a small supporting character?
1: Well, I think, honestly, it's because of the fact that this is a village, and this is a village of men and women. And, of course, there's... I mean, I think he was the only kid that I remember seeing running around. I believe so. Um. His costume was great. Um, you yeah. know, It was just, just like f- like a little fur onesie, almost in a way. I he think looks a little bit like Willow. Yeah, he looks like Willow, <laughs> and his hair. his boots were awesome. Yeah, like these little tiny fur boots, and I really wanted them. And um, <laughs> I think that's where, where they got the idea for Uggs. I, like think so, boots, actually, yeah. mm-hmm. I think so, actually. Um, yeah, Furry boots. I think so. But I his 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 quick wit and the way that he handled himself as a kid actor um, doing this, I thought was really, really well done. Um, yeah, he's a kid, but holy crap, this kid's got aim with the boomerang. Oh yeah. He can read people fairly well. Um, he doesn't really need to speak in order to understand what other people are saying to him. Sure. He doesn't. And, uh, it works, you know, Mm -hmm. most of the dialogue in this
0: movie is near incomprehensible anyway.
1: Yeah. For the most part,
0: (laughs) (laughs) at least to my uh, American ears, but
1: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It
0: could have been a lot worse. I usually hate kids in movies because they're so annoying, or they say the obvious. It's to they go. Oh, what does this mean? You know, he's kind of they represent the audience a lot. Hmm. And in this one, he's just part of the society. You buy that this is a kid that's just eating, you know, rat droppings or whatever they eat in this. Yeah. Husk of a village.
1: Well, and then towards the end too, um, the fact that Max. So the kid ends up, like, kind of climbing into this into the truck where Max is basically getting attacked. He sneaks in there. He sneaks in there, and Max is... It's almost kind of like you see a little bit of a glimpse of the person that he probably was at one point. Mm. You see a very protective person. You see somebody that is, you know, get down, get over here, stay over there. He's very much aware of the fact that the kid is there. And then towards the end, it's like he basically like grabs the kid. And I think the kid ended up on top of him after like the car had rolled or the truck had rolled or something like that.
0: Yeah. He was trying to protect him.
1: Yeah, he was, he was, he was, she was very much being the, um, the protector in that, in that role. And it was, it was heartwarming. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, Max actually does have feelings. And you know, he's not, he's not caving into, um, what's his buckets. Uh, uh, Lord Humongous? No, the other dude. Uh, Papa Gallo? Papa Gallo. He's not like playing into his, you know, hey, man, everybody's had something happen to him. It's all been really rotten. What's your story? It's like, obviously, Max doesn't want to go into it because right. it's going to be painful for anybody who wants to tell their story about why thats that they're there and what did they lose and things like that. But this just kind of gives like a little emotional glimpse of that story. Which is nice
0: for a movie so action-driven. Mm-hmm. It's not a non stop action thrill ride, but in particular, the last half hour where it's the big highway scene with the uh, tanker truck, all the villagers, and the other cars kind of behind them. It's almost like the movie Ben Hur, where you get the chariots are attacking each other and all these things. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, one of the best parts of the movie, I think, is near the end. It's so intense. You're on the edge of your seat. They kill off a lot of characters, which I'm not going to get into who, because mm-hmm. I think that'd be too big of a spoiler. But what do you think of the end? It's like action-packed.
1: I exciting. loved the end. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what I was going to ask because I don't think I've ever really asked you, like being a new person here. Uh huh. Like, how much do you give away? Do you give away spoilers? I mean, for something you know like this, what? a lot where it's times a, movie we, that's older. a lot of times mm-hmm.
0: we do give away spoilers in the sequel cast simply because we're talking about stuff that's so old. Hmm. So, um. But I think also, I don't know, it's suspenseful, like if a lot of people might not have seen this movie because it's so old. So I think it's fair to say we can talk about most of the movie, maybe the very end, if someone dies, maybe don't talk about that.
1: Okay. Well, I don't want to talk about the very end either, like, because yeah. that was actually, that was one of those um, those plot moments. Twist. Huh? The plot twist. Yeah, yeah. It was like the last five minutes. It was like, whoa, I do not remember that.
0: It has, yeah, it's something to do with a uh, voiceover narration.
1: That, that yeah, well, that and the, and the, um, the tanker, the decoy. Oh yeah. Decoy. Right. Yeah. I don't, I hope that doesn't say too much, but that whole bit, probably like the last 10 minutes. It's very satisfying and it makes sense. It doesn't feel cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. It just, it seems like, Hey, not only has, uh, not only has somebody been duped, but I feel like I've been duped as well Hmm. in a way, but in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. I don't want I I to talk about it even further because I feel like I'll ruin it. Sure. So, I mean, we've covered the highs and the
0: lows of The Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. And before we say whether we recommend it or not, I thought it'd be fun to, on Twitter this past week, there was a, a, a trending thing where it's hashtag describe your penis with a movie title or hashtag describe your vagina with a movie title. And we thought it'd be fun to kind of, we did some of these on Twitter. We'll read them off and we might even come up with some on the spot. It's kind of a funny game.
1: I thought it was a really funny game.
0: And who did you hear about it from?
1: Oh God, I honestly don't remember who uh, who I'd seen start it. I'd been, I'd seen it going a little earlier in the day, uh-huh. but then it didn't really start picking up until the afternoon of like Thursday or something like that. Um, yeah, it was like Thursday, and I I just started thinking about it. I'm like, no, you know what? Normally, I don't participate in these kind of things. You know? Yeah. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like. Oh man, this is way too funny not to put out on Twitter. <laughs> this is way too good. I can't let this go. And if you want to get a
0: hold of us on Twitter, you can look for either at Sequelcast or at Sabrina PDX. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. I first heard about this uh, Describe Your Penis with a Movie Title thing from uh, Mark Marin. He's a comedian that has a podcast called uh, What the Fuck, a WTF. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about it with, uh, and he started with Describe Your Penis with a Movie Title with The Great Dictator. Was his <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so what i have for describe your penis with the movie title is uh, when harry met
1: sally good one i but saw it, that one yeah mm-hmm. and you um my first one was the fast and the furious because
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how it can be sometimes
1: um, sure yeah i absolutely can furious. um yeah describe your penis or describe your penis with a movie uh my second one was hard target
0: that's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. That.
1: <laughs> I describe my penis with a movie title with Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: You know, I think a good one for describing your penis with a movie title would be uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I would agree. Because that I could work on... The Thunderdome might represent a few different things.
1: It could, yes. Let's delete it in <laughs> <laughs> um, What else did I have? Had uh, to Train Your Dragon.
0: Ooh, that's a topical one. That one just came
1: out last year. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie? I did. I heard it's quite good. I haven't seen it yet. It is really good. I had one very glaring issue with it. Yeah. Um, And it was honestly, it was the the, the person that did the voice of the kid. It's oh. just like the kid didn't match the character. Like, I don't know. It was just something weird about like... the like, voice was too nerdy? And it, it was like too, too nerdy, too whiny, too... It, it's like it didn't fit what I was looking at. Hmm. It was like a little bit of an older voice, but like... Smallish animated character. I just, something was off on it um, with me. Um, the rest of the movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, but it's just like this one character, and you kind of get over it, but it still was like one of those nagging things with me for the entire movie. Don't let that deter you. Please go see How to Train Your Dragon because I recommend that one.
0: So we've talked a few uh, examples of describe your penis with the movie title. Let's move on to describe your vagina with a movie title. what did you Pl- come up with? Twitter on my phone. I came up uh, one I came up with was
1: American Psycho oh good one yeah uh i only came up with one because i was just infatuated with the penis um mamma mia
0: mm. <laughs> I, uh,
1: he's like i don't know what to say to that
0: yeah i don't you know Mama mia i thought was an okay movie i like musicals i just hate dancing so um I, and i know musicals god, have, have a lot is of dancing what's wrong with you i just don't like dancing
1: <laughs> well god
0: I think it was when I went to uh, school in uh, Georgia, they made everyone do the electric slide, and they made everyone do that as part of physical education. Do the nice. electric slide, do, uh, I don't know, square dancing was another thing, uh-huh. so maybe that scarred me for life. Uh, another describe your vagina with a movie title is there's a movie called A Dry White Season <laughs> that starred Donald Sutherland, an obscure historical drama from the 90s. Oh,
1: wow. I, I, if you like, just I click the uh, the hashtag on Twitter here. Yeah. The top tweet: describe your vagina with a movie title. <laughs> the Hurt Locker. Ooh. Damn, that's a good. That's one. a good one. Yeah, and of course, there's like really, really gross ones like, there yeah. will be blood, and the good, the bad, <laughs> and the ugly, and you know everything else. So. Yeah, I came, I came up with one called Hard Rain,
0: but eh. that doesn't work so well. I don't know. And so do you think this sort of idea... I would think that's more of a penis movie, Matt. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so with the joke of describe your penis with a movie title or describe your vagina with a movie title, do you think it's funnier talking about penises or vaginas?
1: Penis, dude. Come on. Really? Oh, yeah. So I think the vagina
0: is funnier because it's just like <laughs> mysterious lovecraftian abyss.
1: You know, I think um, I think they can be very equal, yeah. but I just, I'm sorry. It's the
0: word. Penis is a funny word. Penis is a hilarious word. That's true.
1: Nobody I'm, goes around and makes fun of the word vagina.
0: No, and there's a lot more funnier nicknames for the penis.
1: Oh yeah, totally. You know, I think. Yeah, I just I think that the penis is a more. I can't I can't see I can't <laughs> say anything without uh, completely ruining it.
0: But uh, I even think you know a Jason Statham movie would work good for describe your penis with the movie title The Expendables.
1: No, that'd be mm-hmm. expendables. So that's that'd it. Be expandable. <laughs> And They don't
0: have that. I don't believe that's a movie title.
1: Yeah, the transporter. I don't know as if that would do it. <laughs> um, well, there was just there was something else that he was just in too. It wasn't the expendables. He's in so
0: many movies, but he's never been in a huge blockbuster.
1: Oh no! And it was just something that was like so bad. I thought uh, the mechanic. That's what it was. It was the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. You know, I love this guy to death, but that movie, quite frankly, bored the piss out of me. <laughs> I heard he in one called The Bank Job that's pretty good. Describe your movie with the vagina.
0: The Bank Job. Snatch. Oh. Bam. There you go.
1: Jason Statham, sorry. Very good. Yeah, okay.
0: So, we talked about penises and vaginas and Mad Max <laughs> and The Road Warrior, Mad Max 2. So, let's go back and uh, close off with our finishing thoughts on Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior that sound good? That sounds great. Great. So um, I would give The Road Warrior uh, a high recommend. I think it's much better than the original movie. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see the original to watch this one, but um, I think it helps just... What's such a huge, stark difference between Mad Max as the cop in the first one? And he's more badass, more grizzled, more uh, cynical in The Road Warrior. Mm-hmm.
1: I, yeah, I don't... Um, I, I think... They don't really describe it all that well as, to, as far as like how he ended up the way that he is. Um, I'd like to see a movie between Mad Max One and this one. Oh yeah, it, ex- totally. Inter-quo? I don't know
0: what you call that. Mad Max One Point Five.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be like a One Point Five, a reboot, Mad Max reboot. Yeah. Redo. Um, I I really 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 enjoyed this one. I'm looking uh, just as an FYI for those of you that may or may not be like IMDb fans. It's a seven point six out of ten. Hmm, on IMDb, which is a pretty high rating um i think that the main difference is, is that the the road warrior is um it was shot a little bit later i mean obviously it's yeah. you know um the whatever special effects that they used did not really look like special effects there wasn't any time where it was just kind of like oh look it's a special effect I, I see more special effect type things and know that it's special effect now than i would here in what 1982 or three
0: you see more special effects in a commercial for a. Exactly. Laundry detergent.
1: yeah but this was a lot more clean um, yeah. a lot more colorful a lot more um, like vibrant a lot way more action packed yep um oh there was a plot it was easy to understand the characters were great um I, I didn't get annoyed by the music it's by the same composer It is by the same composer right Brian
0: May who is not the Brian May from the band Queen no it just happens to have the same name mm-hmm. but um yeah no it, it's a lot of horns in there a lot of brass sounds kind of uh grimy like the movie but it works yeah it's not great it's not like star wars or anything
1: Mm -mm. no i think it probably could have been toned down a notch or two Mm -hmm. um and there were definitely some places where i thought it was a little inappropriate to be having the music right you know it's like why is the music starting the scene when it's not necessarily suspenseful because you always get used to the fact that music is going to be playing when something, you know, big is going to happen or, you know, yeah. something. And I, f- I felt there was a couple times where it was like, oh, the music is playing and then you see the characters and then something happens, but it just wasn't, it was like really anticlimactic. Um, sure. I just didn't really get the sense of like, why did there need to be music at this point? I don't really get it.
0: We did that a lot with movies in the 80s. They just have too much music. And in modern movies, you don't have as much music. Or if you, if you do, it's like generic techno music in the background when someone's being chased mm-hmm. or it's pop music, but that's a separate issue tina turner you know didn't do like two pop hits for road warrior right it was and she did yeah. for the third one um so do you recommend road
1: warrior oh yeah totally yeah. i would recommend i would i would probably put this within my top probably my top 30 wow yeah top 30 or 40 movies and i don't have a list um of really like ones that i like have but i know that it would it would definitely be up there i really yeah, enjoyed she has a it.
0: bicep list not a list of yeah i movies. just i
1: like the see i mean even look at this look at the cover you, That's his, good radio. Talk look, about the cover. Look, his by. You can't see. There's nothing there. Look.
0: No, he looks a. Uh, it's a. He actually looks of, like
1: Russell Crowe. He
0: looks like Russell Crowe. Looks a bit more uh, fat in that picture.
1: Yeah, I just want to. The aw. cover
0: we're looking at is a DVD cover. It, it's taken from the end of the movie where it does a wide shot of a Mad Matt or Mel Gibson as the Road Warrior, and it kind of zooms off and says, "You know, and he did his thing, mm-hmm. and he led all our people to safety, and we we love him."
1: And then he goes off into the night.
0: Into the night yeah. for a sequel.
1: Well, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see the next one.
0: Okay. Uh, sure. What?
1: <laughs> I know you've already watched it. I've already
0: watched it. I was kind of trashing. We'll get into that next week. Uh, so uh, check out our website, sequelcast.com. If you go to Facebook, just look up sequelcast. And uh, you can send us an email, sequelcast at gmail dot com, or uh, sabrina pdx
1: at gmail dot com. Uh, you can reach me, Sabrina Miller pdx at gmail dot com. I Whoops. see. I, yeah, I don't so have the Twitter, Sabrina pdx. Right. I have absolutely no. I maintain no consistency, people. Until next time, this is Matt with the SQLcast. And I'm Sabrina.
0: Tune in next week to hear us talk about Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, the third and last movie in the series.